Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. At the end of the year, there's a moment when all the cinemas in town seem to take a big breath before the summer holidays. That's when the New Year blockbuster season usually kicks in, and also when the smaller but more self-important movies clamour for attention as the various award shows approach. Which means that in the couple of weeks waiting to exhale, often the best things on at the movies are the trailers for coming attractions. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. Two hot favourites for Oscars and BAFTAs are both, coincidentally, exercises in nostalgia from two distinguished directors. Steven Spielberg's autobiographical The Fablemans and across the Atlantic, Sam Mendes' tribute to the movies Empire of Light. There's a little flaw in your optic nerve. So if I run the film at 24 frames per second, it creates an illusion of motion. illusion of life. Over the way, a romp from a director that critics love to hate, Mockney King Guy Ritchie. Though in the messily titled Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, star Jason Statham has competition from Hugh Grant and the scene-stealing Aubrey Plaza. What's that? Power nut. You said it was clear. I said the front was clear. Ah. Front, back, right, wrong. Anyway, shall we? It may be rubbish, but it's high-grade British rubbish, seems to be the selling angle. And coincidentally, many cinemas this week were mostly occupied by the British Film Festival. Generally, I steer clear of festivals. By the time I get to review them, they're mostly long gone. But this batch looked rather fun. Good night, Mr Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. It is the end of the year, after all. Along with a bunch of minor films from both England and Ireland, the festival defines British rather loosely, we were regaled with oldies like a handful of James Bond classics and, believe it or not, the antique Cliff Richard musical Summer Holiday. We're all going on a summer holiday No more working for a week or two In the driver's seat is Cliff Richard on the upper deck, stowaway Laurie Peters, and he's a girl. And who wouldn't stowaway on such a summer holiday with such companions? I did pop in to see two films purely on the strength of a couple of appealing stars. Joyride starring an Irish Olivia Colman and Rogue Agent with a posher-than-usual Gemma Arterton. And later in the show I find out why the latest Disney animated movie Strange World has enraged so many adults, despite being, you know, for kids. 
What is this place? The cliffs are alive. And the waters dissolve the flesh off your bones. Everything down here is trying to kill us. But first, she's back. Olivia Coleman takes to the road in Joyride. She doesn't want me, Molly. She won't even take a bottle from me. You just think that she doesn't want you. He will keep using you until you're spent. At least my dad wants to keep me. What do you want me to do, Molly? Stop promising things. It's easy to think that Olivia Coleman has been in far more things in the past year or so than she actually has. They were certainly high profile. The Crown, of course, playing the middle-aged Queen Elizabeth, Oscar nominations for The Lost Daughter, The Father, and a win for The Favourite. And her acceptance speeches are certainly memorable. Uh, and um, well, Nadia and Sandy and all of your teams, hi. We're having an amazing night, aren't we? <laughs> We're going to get so pissed later. <laughs> a little film called Joyride, showing at the British Film Festival, is Prime Olivia, albeit with a minuscule budget. It's an indie-Irish film made by a pair I've never heard of, writer Ema Reynolds and director-editor Alva Keegan. But if the personnel are unfamiliar, the story is as old as the Mountains of Morn. Money, you need to come back now. <laughs> I need that money. Money! Money! Who are you? A young boy is on the run, in this case from his ne'er-do-well dad, and falls in with an unlikely travelling companion. It's Olivia Coleman sporting, as far as I can tell, a perfectly serviceable Irish accent. I'm sure the all-Irish crew would have pulled her up if it wasn't. And she has a newborn baby in tow, one she's planning to offload as soon as possible. Where are we? The Wheeler Dealers Field. Who are you? What is going on? I didn't know you were here when I nabbed the motor. Oh. oh, God. Now, I suspect a little backstory may come in handy here. Joyride actually opens in a pub where a fundraiser is being held for the boy's late mother. His name's Mully, by the way. Mully endears himself immediately to me with his party trick, a spirited version of the old Cab Calloway number, Minnie the Moocher. She was the roughest, toughest frail, but Minnie had a heart as big as a whale. But Mully's dad is a real-life moocher who steals the collection for his own nefarious purposes. So Mully pinches it back from him, then steals a car to escape with it, not realising that both Olivia and the baby are asleep in the back. All clear? Then let's get on. We've a plane to catch. You're going to come with me and help look after the baby. In return, I won't press charges. How is she there? She's fine. Well, how do you know if you won't check? Because she's giving me a little thumbs up. Things get off to a bad start between Mully and this strange woman who seems to have so little mothering instinct for her baby that she didn't even bother to name her. She takes inspiration from a visiting small bird. The robin, I suspect, blew the entire special effects budget of Joyride and then reveals her own name. We'll play question for question, but you have to tell the truth. You can't be arsed to fight, would you? What's the baby's name? Robin. My name's Joy. I know, false advertising, not the bringer of joy, apparently.
Baby Robin and Mum Joy are planning to drive across country to reach Robin's forever home. Mully is appalled, but he's hardly in any position to judge driving someone else's car with a bundle of money stolen from the Cancer Society in his back pocket. You're a mentalist. I'm practical and solution-orientated. You just have to trust me. Like so many previous Irish road movies, the actual details and destination of Joyride's journey are less important than watching Mully and Joy bickering, bargaining, bonding and unbonding over an entertaining hour and a half or so. Why are you going to Drogni? To visit someone, to give them something. You know how lucky you are to have had your mum. All that good stuff to pass on. Sure have you. Both Mully and Joy are being pursued, Mully by his cartoonishly villainous father and Joy by, frankly, her equally two-dimensional refusal to take charge of her baby. But it's all a pretext to watch the pair negotiate a working relationship. They seem to take it in turns to be the responsible adult. People give babies away all the time to Romanian orphanages, to child traffickers, to Chinese gymnastic academies. I'm giving mine to a loving home. I've known Max my whole life. There's no better woman for the job. This is young Charlie Reed's debut as Mully. He was possibly hired as much for his confidence with babies and cars as for any formal training. This is not Olivia Coleman's first rodeo, of course. She's picked up a staggering 97 TV and film awards over the years, along with countless more nominations. When did she die? Nine months ago. Yeah, the circle of life. Oh, tears of joy. I hope. Her secret's all in that expressive face. She can switch from anger to guilt to grief to guile to, yes, joy in the blink of an eye. I don't know how she does it. I'm not convinced that she does either, except she seems incapable of a false performance. Come with me, Molly. What about my dad? We'll figure that out. <laughs> You're a piece of work, aren't you? You're forcing a child to keep stolen charity money that he wants to give back. Back off. Whether it's a big-budget project, she's about to appear in both Sam Mendes' Empire of Light and a Marvel TV series opposite Samuel L. Jackson, or a little festival independent like Joyride, Olivia Colman will only ever bring her A-game to it. As always, a joy to watch. This could be the making of it. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Gemma Arterton ever since she crossed my path in the 2010s in films like Tamara Drew and Byzantium. She was a Bond girl briefly too, called Strawberry Fields. Since those heady days, we haven't seen so much of her, which may have been why I was drawn to the chilling rogue agent at the British Film Festival. You'll probably never hear this message. It's important that you know that you haven't broken me. Gemma plays Alice, a smart, successful lawyer who you'd think would be too smart to be taken in by a con man. But the point of Rogue Agent is that nobody's too smart if the con man is determined and ruthless enough, particularly one with a convincing tale. There's a trick that spies use. If you want to make an instant connection with someone, look into their eyes just long enough to register their eye colour. Hi. He said it works every time. 
Rogue Agent opens with a two-line setup. It's England in 1993, with the country going through another series of IRA bomb scares. We're told the under-resourced security services were forced to take on freelance informers which makes the tale told by one Robert Hansen, a.k.a. Robert Freeguard, at least plausible. In case you want to buy a car or have dinner. When Alice meets the charming Robert, played by James Norton, he's selling luxury cars. And the way he so deftly reels her in should have warned her, perhaps. It's funny, one minute she wants nothing to do with this smooth operator. Next, she's driving with him in a fast car with the hood down. How did that happen, she asks herself, when it was too late. What are you doing now? I'm working. I'd like to show you something. I love you. Maybe it's the fact he always seems to be holding something back. He's a man with a secret, which means it's flattering when he finally trusts her enough to tell all. No wonder he was so guarded. He's actually a top spy. My real name is Robert Freegard. I am an officer in the British Security Services, MI5. The fact that Robert Freegard could make this convincing and then could keep Alice on his side for so long is so unbelievable it has to be true, and so it transpires. At the same time he was stringing Alice along, he was also maintaining relationships with at least three other women. Do you believe in God and the devil? Some people have been put on this earth to be the agents of one or the other. Robert Freegard is such an agent, and he's not the Lord's. The two directors, Declan Lorne and Adam Patterson, came from a BBC current affairs background before they turned to drama based on fact. Before this, they made two riveting TV series, The Salisbury Poisonings and The Undeclared War. Rogue Agent was based on an article by Peabody Award-winning journalist Michael Bronner. You're not sure about me. Robert Freegard. The allegation was for stalking and harassment of a young woman. Are you telling me this is all made up? Yeah, to see if you'll trust me in a crisis, Alice. Robert Freegard has kidnapped my daughter. The story is accurate enough. The truth apparently is even more outlandish, I believe. But it's the performances that sell Rogue Agent. James Norton is unnerving because he plays Robert exactly the way he played the saintly father in the film Nowhere Special. And Gemma Arterton develops a visible steely backbone when she starts to suspect the secret agent has more secrets than he's letting on. Miss Archer, this is Sunny Chandra, Grey London Police. Check with our colleagues in security services. He's not one of theirs, never has been. Belatedly, Alice hires a private eye, a neat little performance from Julian Barrett, who tells her what she doesn't want to hear, and also that she's not the first to fall for the talented Mr Freeguard. Manipulators that spend their entire lives destroying other people. Don't you see? He never, ever stops. He brainwashed her. He has this way of making you believe. 
A thriller, even a true crime thriller like Rogue Agent, can only truly grip if there's a little more to it than simply cat and mouse. How did he do it? How did he get away with it? And if women like Annis go along with it, even unwittingly, at what stage does it become a crime? Above all, Rogue Agent is about how easily we can be fooled. Alice, I'm sorry. He's still in here, and he won't get out until I look him in the eye one last time. People like Freeguard tell us stories we want to believe, like the story we were told at the start of this film, in fact. Remember that MI5 occasionally called in amateurs, people like you and me, to take part in glamorous missions. We believed that, didn't we? But was it actually true? What are you doing? Told me something once. He said everybody's got a story that they want to be told. What was the story you wanted to hear? Time was when Disney Animation and their smarter brother Pixar were one of the few guarantees of the holiday season. But the last decent Disney movies were back in 2016, Zootopia and Moana, while Pixar seems to have become bogged down by rather ordinary sequels. The missing ingredient, I suspect, may be the supremely gifted heir to Uncle Walt himself, former CEO John Lasseter. Prepare yourself for a journey beyond what is possible. Walt Disney Animation Studios proudly presents Strange World, a new motion picture event. Brace yourself! But like Disney himself, Lasseter had a few personal issues and got me tooed out of a job around 2017, about the time that Disney's quality control took a dive, particularly their story sense. Which brings me to the recent spectacular flop, we're told, Strange World. Travel past space and time to a place of infinite mystery, unlike anything you've ever seen. The publicity for Strange World was underwhelming. What on earth is it about? We're told that in a mythical mountain-ringed country called Avalonia, heroic explorer Jaeger Clade dreamed of discovering the way out. His son, Searcher, prefers farming, and the father and son part when Searcher discovers a magic plant that solves all of Avalonia's power problems. Twenty-five years then pass... Wait, what? I've never seen anything like it! Baby Clade! What is the president doing in our front yard? You don't need to be John Lasseter to spot a few structural issues already in Strange World, and we're barely ten minutes into the story. Anywho, Searcher gets married to Meridian, and they have a kid called Ethan, and suddenly a rocket ship lands at their farm with President Callisto on board. Our entire world is in grave danger. I want you to come with me on an expedition. I'm not my father. He was the explorer. I know you were just a kid when he went missing. But now, you're all we got. 
There's a mission to save Avalonia, and they all take off with Searcher, despite his lack of interest or qualifications. They find themselves in a psychedelic underworld, all pinks and purples and weird faceless creatures attacking them. It's like Fantasia without Mickey Mouse, or the Pixar classic Inside Out without Pixar's solid story sense. Ethan, you brought the dog? Sorry! We are clearly in uncharted territory. Strange World's lack of old-fashioned Disney magic, I can tell you right now there are no princesses in this story or any decent jokes, isn't the reason that so many right-wing American commentators are apoplectic with fury over it. They're up in arms because of its high representation of people who didn't usually feature in old-school Disney films. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? We need you to figure this out, otherwise we're doomed. We are doomed! Wait, seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Avalonia may be a tiny mythical town in the mountains, but it's cast from all over the earth. All ages, genders and cultures are on display. It's like the command deck of the Starship Enterprise. Even the dog has three legs. Hey, boy. Hey, open the door. Yeah. Hey, boy, come on. Open, open the, the door. door. Come open on, legend. Door. You can do it. Come on, legend. That's, a baby. That's mama's baby. That's mama's baby. You can do it. You can do it. Can you not yell at my dog? I wouldn't yell. And for added wokeness, Search's son Ethan is glad to be gay. He's got a crush on his best friend at school. All of which could have been a brave new direction for the mouse factory, driven by the perceived demands of a 2022 audience, if it hadn't been predicated on the notion of it being good for us. Hello. You probably don't understand a word I'm saying. Of course I understand you. Huh? <laughs> Dad? Dad? Grandpa? I'm a grandpa. What story there is starts out as several generations of daddy issues with mom eye-rolling in the background. Come on, guys, what about a group hug? And then suddenly it switches to an ecological allegory. Now, if you've been in an audience of 10-year-olds all crying out for an ecological allegory, you move in different circles from me. Grandpa's awesome! He is not awesome! You gave me a machete for my birthday? <laughs> Classic Jaeger claimed. <laughs> I was too. Now, I realise that the old Disney formula may not be to all modern tastes. The princess, the likeable kid, the evil villain, the amusing animated sidekicks, the happy ending. But if you're going to replace it, and by all means go ahead and replace it, it's going to have to be at least as good as that. If you want to back out, this is the time to do it. Really? <laughs> no! Messing with you! Come on! Let's make history! In fact, messing with the formula was why the Lasseter era at first Pixar and then Disney was so rewarding. Well, the last place I want to find myself is next to the so-called anti-woke brigade, but box-ticking films like Strange World are frankly doing nobody any favours. And on that urge to get back to wishing upon a star, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris and I hope you'll join me for the final At The Movies of the Year, same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.